What's up, everybody? This is Joel Barsky with the iReChat Podcast. Our guest today is UFC fighter Jillian the Savage Robertson. She recently came off a fight and was nice enough to join us for a quick chat. Listen to us talk about her unique style of fighting, her recent match that she had, and much more. So enjoy our iReChat Chat as we say what's up to Jillian Robertson. Jillian, what's up? How you doing? I'm doing good. I uh, just came back from training today and uh, hoping for fight news soon. Well, I know you're in South Florida, not too far from me. So how's the whole quarantine situation been for you? I, it hasn't been too rough because I kind of have a unique situation with my trainings uh, where it's just like me, my coach, and then we have a few training partners, like two or three people. So we have a very select group we're working with and we've been able to Keep it. Uh, we've been able to keep training through the quarantine fairly well, but uh, these last two weeks we had a little bit of a hiccup. My coach was trying to fly to Fight Island, and he got a positive test for COVID. Oh, wow. So these last two weeks we've been quarantined, just sitting in bed for two weeks. Oh man. Oh well, and I've heard you mention it before in your interviews that you work out twice a day every day. So is that routine schedule the same? And how's it look during this quarantine? Uh, it has been the same until these last two weeks. I had to be a little bit more careful just because my coach did test positive and I spend every single day with him. So um, we, these last two weeks I've been quarantining and I haven't been training as much. But um, besides that, I am training twice a day every day. Today is, uh, today is actually my first day back to two a day. So I'm excited for that to get back to work. And I'm usually training year-round like that two or three sessions a day. So do you do any like home workouts since you're more of like in quarantine, like maybe you have to pass the time, like watching TV or multitask? Uh, yeah, I guess it, I, I'll be like shadow boxing or things like that, you know, things you can do by yourself, but I'm not a huge fan of like lifting weights or anything. So it's a little bit harder to get a home workout without somebody, without a training partner. Mm-hmm. And I mean, with the summer, you know, coming into the summer and being in Florida, it's super hot. So are you going outside still, at least to work out and stuff? Uh, especially these last two weeks because I've had to stay away from people. I've been spending a lot of time on the beach. So uh, it's 90 degrees out every single day, and yeah. uh, but it's been great out there. And uh, it's definitely like we train in a garage at Dean's house. So um, we're sweating so much. Like I've never walked so low with my weight because we it's just so hot every single day. Do you wear a mask when you go to the beach? Because I've been going to the beach and I still wear a mask despite other people wearing masks. Um, I haven't been, but I've been going to fairly secluded beaches. So there's been like five or six people on the beach and everybody has their distance. So it's been okay. <laughs> well, funny thing I've heard you mention before is that you get a lot of weird pickup lines for being a female fighter. So I'm just <laughs> curious, what's the weirdest one you've ever received? Oh, gosh. Um... <laughs> Yeah, that I, there's just so many of them. Honestly, like every single day, like I get either in the comments or like you have the message request box, whereas like it just sends people who you don't follow into there. And just every single day, you're getting something else that just I'm shocked by. I'm like, what? Like, what do they have in their mind that they think like this is gonna work? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, if if I type this up right, maybe she'll like it or something like but that. But it's like even like people are just like, oh, choke me or punch me or I'll, like let me fight you. I'm like, 
Like, are you trying to like? How are you trying to get my attention? <laughs> yeah, I, that's weird that people actually think those. Um, I feel bad for people who actually would think that that line actually would work. Oh yeah, and uh, I, I like even when it comes to like haters too. People writing on Instagram, like I don't even have time to write stuff like that on other people's Instagram. Yeah. So like, why do you? Yeah, yeah. Seriously, come on, haters. <laughs> well, and I mean, you've mentioned that you've been training, and I know you were training for the fight that you had recently. And something I've heard you mention a lot is training at a tough house. Do you mind describing what that is for our listeners? Well, uh, right now, uh. Dean has his house where he's just, uh, he left ATT, I believe in March and, uh, he's renting a house in Port St. Lucie now. And it's just like, it's a fighter house. That's what, uh, how we're running it. So we have the garage matted out. Uh, Jose Shorty Torres lives there and I'm, I live like five minutes away. So that's my go-to spot. And then, uh, we've had fighters come out for me too, for training partners for uh, both of us. So like Soyla Frosto was out there for a couple of weeks. Hannah Goldie's been out there a couple of times. So uh, we have a good group of people that we've been getting a good group of high level fighters. Uh, so we always have good work and we have the eye of the best, uh, of the best coach in the game, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, having Dean being able to watch over us like that is just making us all excel so much more. So is this a house that you stay at pretty much 24-7 at times, or do you just come visit there to train at? Yeah, that's just my training place, but uh, it's definitely a hangout spot, too. Like, the first time I walked in, Dean's like, welcome home. Like, that's that's how it is. Do you have an alternative training spot? Like, do, is it usually the beach, or do you go somewhere <laughs> else to do some trainings? Uh, it's primarily there if we need more training partners because sometimes you need a couple different looks or uh, you just need to push the pace with different people. I'll go to uh, Hinato Tavares in Jensen Beach and uh, Gamblers Jiu-Jitsu in West Palm, who they always, they're both always welcoming and uh, it's always great to be there. So I watched your fights and obviously you're an awesome fighter and I noticed that your walkout song is PIMP by 50 Cent. So why'd you choose that song? Uh, I honestly, first time I walked out, I walked it out to it as an amateur a couple times, and um, I just thought it was funny for you know, I, it's pretty like unsuspecting of me to walk out to that, mm-hmm. and now it's like honestly, it gets me like it's just I'm I feel like it's so use I, I relate it to that moment so much, I relate it to the walkout so much that every time I hear it, it just gets me pumped, it gets me in that vibe where uh, it's just time to perform. So whenever I hear it now, it's just like, it, it gets me going. And uh, I, I feel like I'm a pimp. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a song that you usually listen to, like before you actually come out to that walkout song? Do you listen to any other music or something else to pump you up? I'm all about uh, being in my own mind and just being focused and relaxed. So I'm sitting there and focusing on my breathing more than anything, trying to be in the moment and just take it in and uh, just, yeah, not think about the past or the future, just be there and be present. And when you work out or do your trainings, do you usually have a, like a playlist of music that you usually like working out to? Uh, we usually got Dean's playlist going on in the background, <laughs> which is a lot of big L. <laughs> Big L, wow. I haven't heard of Big L in a while. <laughs> Do you have like a playlist on your own if you're running or doing your own independent workouts? Uh, I guess not, uh, not necessarily because I try to relate so many things to fighting. When you're mm-hmm. actually fighting, when it's going on, it's silent. Like you're in there with your own thoughts constantly. So even when I'm going for a run, I try to be just with my own thoughts. So then I'm like, 
you just got to get used to that scenario, used to being present in the moment. Like I said, when I'm in the back, I'm just focused on my breathing. So when I'm going for a run, I'm just focused on my movement and I'll be, I, it, those skills transfer to the fight. Yeah. That's cool. Well, and I believe it was a few weeks ago, but you recently had a fight with Courtney Casey that was actually without an audience due to the whole quarantine situation. So do you feel any different from not having an audience in person when you fought? Oh, a hundred percent. Like, it's almost like awkwardly chill in there. Like you're in a fist fight with someone, but it's like, it was just so relaxed in there. Like just cause there wasn't the fans screaming and there wasn't as much anxiety because of all of that. And like, even after I won, like I felt awkward celebrating. Like I'm like, <laughs> like, okay, there's nobody else cheering or anything. Like, what am I doing? Do you feel like you need that crowd to like cheer for you or pump you up, even if it's saying negative things? Like it's something at least like someone's driving you to, you know, work harder or faster. Uh, I I don't I think I almost prefer with no crowd. Just like like I said, I like to be able to think a lot in there, and that's usually how I win my fights. But uh, and the crowd can be a little bit of a just an extra distraction, you know. So the less distractions, the better you can perform. Oh, that's cool. Well, and in this fight, you actually beat Ronda Rousey's record for most submissions by a female. So I'm just curious, did you do anything to celebrate that big feat? Uh, no. Uh, after, like, I just think about it fight by fight. Winner. So many people in the fighting game, they say you win or you learn. And I'm like, no matter what, if you win, you should learn. If you lose, you should learn. And I don't want to take too much out of each victory. So I'm just trying to get better until I am the best in the world. So I try not to uh, dwell too much on victories or dwell too much on losses. Just try to move to the next one. Do you have like a post-game routine that you usually do after every fight? Uh, nothing specific. This time it was a box of pizza and a joint by the pool. So that, right. that was about it. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of pizza? We actually accidentally ordered a 30-inch pizza because we didn't realize how big that would be. Mm -hmm. And that's like double the size of large. Like, that was yeah, huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we just we ordered a 30-inch cheese pizza by accident. <laughs> that's a good post-game meal, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely put that weight back on. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I mean, and you're an awesome fighter. I know you're, you're amazing at jujitsu and... I mean, on the ground, that's when you really get your opponents. So is there a fighting move that you haven't really mastered yet that you would like to try to master someday? Um, I guess uh, nothing specific. I Everybody's game is tailored different to how their body works, you know? So it's like there's a, a lot of things that I'm like, oh, that's really cool that I'll probably never be able to pull off just because, like, I have short legs or I have, you know, just, like, different ways that our yeah. bodies are built. So uh, I have my game that's fairly, pretty much tailored to me. So I guess I'm just sharpening my skills at this point and making, uh, take, um, making less mistakes. Mm -hmm. And since you're, you know, you're featherweight and you have to drop weight for your fights, I know you have to usually limit the foods that you have to eat. So once you've actually completed a fight, is there certain foods that you're like, okay, finally, I can eat this again? Bread. Bread. <laughs> just, uh, so much bread because like that's the first thing i cut when i cut weight is uh, i had to cut out bread and then after just anything with bread on it like if it's pizza or burgers or any even just bread itself i love it <laughs> oh man like yeah i can see like just waking up to a good bagel after like a day after your fight yeah that would be good. oh my gosh it's so nice <laughs> is it because bread just builds up a lot of weight 
Yeah, um, just carbs in general. I try to minimize, and even then, I'm trying to just do healthy carbs. And at that, it's like I'm usually doing carbs every other day. So uh, I'm just trying to cut carbs. It's just mostly fruit, uh, well, a little bit of fruit, a lot of vegetables, and a lot of meat. So can you list some meals that you usually eat when you're, you know, trying to drop weight or trying to like fit into that weight class? I have a nutritionist that I pay to take care of everything for me, so I don't have to think about it. So they <laughs> tell me what to eat, and I eat it. Yeah, yeah. I know you're posting it, or you always say something in your postings, and you mention the interviews that you're you're st- you're always looking to fight the next person. You're you just want to fight it as much as you can and get to get so much experience. And I'm just curious if there are in regards to retired fighters, whether it's male or female out there. Who would you have liked to fight in their prime? Oh, um, that's a tough question. Uh, there's, um, honestly, a, a girl that she's just, she's probably the one that I would love to train with more than anything. We're different weight classes. So the fight's probably never going to happen, but we're both active in the UFC right now. Uh, would be Rose Namiunas, mm-hmm. who literally since day one, when I was an amateur, uh, she was on the tough show, the one fifty. uh, the ultimate fighter, 115 pound girls. Yeah. And I was just like, I fell in love with her style. She's just always going for the kill. Always trying to like, she's slick on her back. She's good on the feet. She can move well. And I've just always really looked up to her. And, um, I don't think that that fight would ever happen. Like I said, we're different weight classes, but I like, I would love to share the mats with her one day. And you mentioned that you love her style. So do you have a certain style of your own that you, you know, that's really different from other fighters? Oh, a hundred percent. I've, uh, I feel like it's attributed to Dean Thomas. Like his mind just works in different ways. And, uh, he's created a style that works for me. And it's, uh, I feel like he's really, it's like, he's trying to change the game. Like nobody's seen the shit that I do before. Nobody knows how Like people look at my choke and they're like, Oh, she didn't even have the hooks. And how did she finish it? And it's cause we're innovating the game. We're taking steps that nobody else has taken before. And uh, I feel like it's really going to show over these next couple of years. And you mentioned your coach, Dean Thomas, a lot. What would you say is the best advice he's ever given to you while fighting? Uh, while fighting, he usually lets me think a lot for myself. So mm-hmm. it's like in the corner, he's usually not screaming too much, not saying too much. He's just letting he, – he trusts me. He knows that we put in the work, and he's letting it play out. Like, I, In most of my fights, I can tell you everything that he said to me because it's only like one or two things. Like he's yeah. – He's very quiet in the corner just because he uh, trusts my ability. So do you have any fights coming up? Uh, I'm hoping for one. Uh, right now, I possibly had fight news this week. Then they just got back yesterday saying that the other girl said no. So I don't have fight news anymore. But uh, August 30th, I will be competing on Submission Underground. I was supposed to do it last week, two weeks ago, I think. And then the whole COVID situation came up. So I wasn't able to travel. But... Uh, August 30th, it'll be on UFC Fight Pass. Okay, that's awesome. So, Jillian, we're at a recurring segment in this podcast called Name Your Bio. So, this question is, if you could have an autobiography about your life, what would it be called and why? (laughs) Impulsive choices. Because I feel like that's how I get everywhere in my life. Like, people always ask me why you started MMA. I'm like, I have no clue. I'm pretty sure it's just like an impulsive choice. I was just like... (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. And then people ask me why I dyed my hair red. I'm like, I have no idea why. I just was like, yeah, why not? 
but it's led me to a lot of good places. So I'm happy with my impulsive choices. No, I like it. You follow the beat to your own drum. Yeah, it's an impulse choice that, you know, obviously has led you to such a great career. So, Jillian, before we wrap, is there anything you want to share with our listeners? Um, I, I wish I had fight news to share. Uh, that's about uh, follow me at uh, Savage underscore UFC on Twitter and Instagram and um, watch it on UFC Fight Pass August 30th the, when I'm going to get my hand raised. Yeah, and uh, I'll put all the information in the episode notes so people can go ahead and follow you on your socials. I know I have a couple of listeners that are actually a big fan of you, so they're definitely excited to probably to hear this interview. So I'm excited for, for them to hear it. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. But Jillian, thank you so much for joining us on Irie Chat, and best of luck on everything. Oh, thank you so much. It was a pleasure to talk to you. I reach out with Jillian Robertson. Make sure to follow all her socials. You may find more information in the show notes. Please rate our podcast and let us know what you think of it. I hope you stay safe under quarantine. To keep yourself occupied, go ahead and catch our other interviews. Thanks for listening to our Irie chat and I'll see you soon.